One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Body Wrappers Angela Luzio is known for its fine Angela Luzio shoes and its amazing assortment of styles and colors of total stretch tights. Tyler Peck, principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, is its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck designs that fit perfectly, move well with the body, and won't ride up in the back. Tyler's designs are ideal for summer intensives during class and summer showcases. Body Wrappers makes additional apparel for all disciplines. You may view their many products at bodywrappers.com or to purchase Body Wrappers, visit your favorite dance shop or online store. To review and buy the entire collection of Tyler Peck designs, go to dancewearcorner.com. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we are joined by Mathilde Frausty, principal with San Francisco Ballet. Mathilde started dancing at the age of nine in the south of France before going on to study at the Paris Opera Ballet in 1999. In 2002, she joined the Paris Opera Ballet, where she would dance numerous principal roles for over a decade. In January 2013, she accepted an offer from Helgi Thomason to join the San Francisco Ballet as a principal dancer. News of her leaving Paris Opera made waves, as she was the first top-notch dancer to leave the company in years. Today, we talk with Mathilde about her career and her time dancing with both Paris Opera and San Francisco Ballet. She offers us especially interesting insight into Paris Opera Ballet and how the company functions, which is in stark contrast to companies in the United States. So thank you so much for joining us, Mathilde. I really uh, appreciate you taking time out of your hard day. I mean, what you guys are in the middle of right now is pretty crazy. 12 new works. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, so thank you for joining us, and we'll get we'll get to all that. But yeah, we, we want to start with um, you know the very beginning. Um, you started dancing at the age of nine in the south of France. Do you remember what it was about ballet that uh, attracted you? Nothing. Nothing. Like, really? Literally nothing. No? I hated it. You hated it. <laughs> it was it was torture for me. Uh-huh. I was more like a tomboy, mm. and um. I was doing tennis, I was doing ski, I was doing horse riding, I was doing uh, violin, uh, theater, and I tried everything, and ballet was really the thing I hated. Uh-huh. But I had a bad back, I couldn't stay uh, straight, mm-hmm. um, so my mother put me at ballet to have a better position, mm-hmm. and it was really horrible, like I hated it. What Probably did you for, hate about it? I don't know, it was too girly, like I didn't like the little... The Pink Leota, seriously. And like the bun was hurting my hair. It's just like, 
And I, I was like this skinny girl in the back with my load. I was too big and <laughs> I just hated it. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I didn't have the story where like, oh, I saw Swan Lake at the TV and I loved it. And yeah. I really didn't have that. It was the opposite. I would see ballet. I was like, oh, no, this changed. Yeah. That's boring. Um, and then because I was so bad, the ballet fired me from the, the class because <laughs> I was saying hi through the window to my friends. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I spent the whole hour outside of the ballet class waiting for my mother to come back. And when she came back, she was like, so I'm telling you, I paid for the whole year. So you're going to stay there until at least next year. Because yeah. I'm not taking you out. I yeah. paid already. Right. And because you did that, you're not going to be able to use your skateboard for a week. <gasps> and I was like, what? No skateboard? Seriously? Um, so then the week after, I was like, okay, if I want to have my skateboard back, I should just pay attention uh -huh. a little bit to this <laughs> class. It's just one hour, I can do it. Um, and then, because I paid attention, I was like, oh, that's actually okay. I can move, I can do that. Oh, the music is not too bad. Okay, it's not rap, but it's uh, not like <laughs> hard rock. I don't know what I was listening at uh, that time, uh, but um, okay, it's fine. And then he went really fast. That's yeah. such a funny story. It was weird. That. It, was all, weird it was all <laughs> thanks to that skateboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like that. It, you know, we do, we generally use that as an mm -hmm. intro question, but you're the first person that's ever said. That yeah. Just said. Normally you're right. It's always <laughs> that. I saw that one video. And yeah. yeah. So at the age of 14, you auditioned for the Paris Opera Ballet School, which is very serious. Yeah. Um, so what led you to the decision to um, start pursuing ballet more regularly? Um. I think at the really beginning, as I said, it was kind of easy for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was, yeah, just moving on the music and it was not too hard, really. And then it's when I arrived to Paris Opera Ballet, I realized, oh, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a few, I just spent three years in Paris Opera Ballet School, but it was three really difficult years mm -hmm. where I was questioning yeah. my, you know, my wish to do this job. Uh, because I realized it's a serious thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, and in Paris Opera, at that time, it changed now, but I'm from the old generation. And um, the line in between be discipline, which you need for ballet, right? Mm -hmm. You need discipline to learn ballet. And being mean uh -huh. is really yeah. small. Yeah. Right. And on teenager, like age 14, when, you know, you're, as a woman, your body changed and all these things, it's hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, all my friends and me, we had things, uh, we had to do things. Um, when your body changed, it was hard to take, like, put tapes on our boobs uh -huh. because the boobs were, were too big. Seriously, do you see me? Like, uh -huh. I have more shoulder blade than boobs. Uh -huh. like, <laughs> Uh, so, um, but like all those things, like they would say we were fat and uh, like, it's hard on teenagers. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to take. It was, uh, no, it's totally different. Yeah. Like, they changed yeah. a lot. They have doctors and nutritionists and, but at my time it wasn't. Right. It's so, I mean, it, I remember thinking when I, I was in school, which at this point is what, 15 years ago that how, oh, it's not like the eighties at all anymore, but then you go back and it really was, yeah. you know, yeah. there were, you still had a lot of pressures and sort of inappropriate mm -hmm. things that were being said, but we were glad that we were moving yeah. beyond that. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. um, a scene I, I remember and it was really shocking. We were at the, the, uh, restaurant, like the canteen mm -hmm. and, so, so you have the normal dish and you take your like 
rice and chicken, whatever. Mm. And suddenly, uh, some uh, an adult would take your plate and say, no, you have the vegetables. Oh. And in front of the whole school, like 200 kids, you are the fat one because they put you at the diet menu yeah. without even talking to you. Say, That's... oh no, you fat now, you take, you don't take the, re the rice, you have like vegetables and only vegetables. And it was in front of everybody. It was just so hard. And we would have those long tables and everybody was eating together and we couldn't look at this person who was suddenly fat in, sure. in front of everybody. It's just like humiliation, you know. Did that kind of thing ever happen to you? You're so petite, I can't imagine. No, I didn't have the <laughs> vegetables menu, but <laughs> I, I had to tape my boobs. We, the whole class had to wear those like huge tape across, you know, like we had yeah, like, like ace bandages, yes, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And it was painful, like it was just not right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So how did your job at the Paris Opera Ballet come about at just 17? Uh, I was young. I was young when I joined the company. Um, it's um, so in Paris Opera we have a life contract. Uh, life contract, mm -hmm. they call that. Yeah. So when you join the company, you in the car as well as woman who's are forty two years old because yeah. right. you can go until forty two. Yeah. And so there is such a huge uh, age difference in between the teenager, basically right. generation gap. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was hard to take because also, you know, when you do all your career in the core, which is amazing, but it can be frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot of frustration who face the young dancer who comes in, in the company full of energy and, yeah. you know, and like, uh, I don't know, motivation. And it's, it's hard to deal. For me, it was hard to deal to be like, those women were scared. They were, scary. Yeah, it was scary <laughs> for me. Huh. But, <laughs> but they were nice. It's just, yeah, you know. That's a generational gap yeah. that I don't feel like you find in American companies. No, because there's because no life contract. One one. Yeah, contract, right? You know? right. Yeah. 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 So but when you, you get older, then you're not here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, so you went on to win the gold medal at the Varna International mm -hmm. Ballet Competition. Yeah. You were promoted to soloist in just three years, and you were dancing numerous principal roles, including mm -hmm. Keytree. Uh, you would remain in the company until 2012, but you were not ever promoted to principal there. Uh, the process for promotions is very different in Paris Opera. Um, can you tell us about how these are, decisions are made and why it's significant that even the artistic director can't individually mm -hmm. push for an for one dancer? Oh my God! Yeah, this concours. The, we call that the concours, the mm -hmm. contest. Um, oh, um, so every year, in order to be promoted, you have to um, do two solos on stage mm -hmm. uh, by. Um, rank mm -hmm. uh, class we call that class so you have the the core uh, and then the soloist um and the jury is made half of the artistic direction mm -hmm. so um, director ballet master and nanana, and half of the dancers so your colleagues <gasps> so people so let me explain we are at the Paris Opera School, some of us mm -hmm. are in Paris Opera School since they are eight years old. Right. Uh -huh. And it's the same people who goes into the company because the only way to go into the company is to do the school. Right. Mm -hmm. So you do your childhood, teenager, young adult, mature adult, yeah. life all together. We yeah. go on tour together. We yeah, yeah. know each Like it's a right. family. <laughs> Paris Opera Ballet is a family. And it's beautiful. But in the jury, sometimes you have your ex-boyfriend or your the, the, the brother of Whoever, yeah. Uh, you know, the coach or, yeah. or somebody you just got into a fight the day before because yeah. you don't know who's in the jury. It's How, does, how do they choose it's secret. the jury? Um, you apply. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, if you're old enough or whatever, you've yeah. been injured, you can apply to be in the contest, in the jury, but it's secret. So you don't know until the day of the contest was in the jury. Of course, mm-hmm. otherwise you would be like, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Um, so that was changing for me because I was really lucky when I started um, my career in Paris Opera Ballet. Everything went so fast mm-hmm. with, like, I had the principal part, I was apprentice. Mm-hmm. I was not even in the company and I was doing the principal. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, and then I had Varna, gold medal, blah, blah, blah. And it was hard. Um, this company is beautiful. But uh, f- before I did the, uh, the principal part, when I was 17 years old, um, the whole company signed a letter saying, if I do did this it. part, they're going to go on strike. Uh, so the whole company, my Why friends did... included. <gasps> like Why the whole company just... signed it. it like, yeah. Even my boyfriend at that time signed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's like, it's, it's well, why didn't they just hire you into the core? Did you, do you have to get... Um, you have to have one year of apprentice. You can't you get to. that. Oh, no, no, no. See, because can't. I would think that would be... Oh, in America, that would be a way to circumvent it. Because no. we always got... Of course, it's natural that company members would be upset that a younger person, sure. but right. you know, put them in the core, and then you can't really say yeah. anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But you had to do that by mm-hmm. the rules. And so Brigitte Lefebvre, she was the artistic director at that time, uh, said, "You know, whatever the it was, Yuri Grigorovich, art, uh, director of uh-huh. Bolshoi Ballet, would choose me." And she's like, "The choreographer chose. I, I there was nothing I can do. So if you want to go on strike, it's your problem. You're not going to be paid. So." Mm-hmm. And if you do that, she'll do she'll do ten shows, and you're not going to be paid for ten <laughs> shows. So you choose. Uh-huh. She was on my side, so yeah. she was great. She was she always been on my side. Um, so when you start like that at seventeen in the company, it's hard. Then after it's hard because it, it was always people would get tense with me uh, because I started this way. So you're already starting off on such like a highly politicized, yes. hi- politically charged environment that yeah. maybe in a way has nothing to do with you. No, it was yeah. not my fault. Like <laughs> I, you were I, just young. That's I was young, bad. and I had a little bit of an attitude saying, "Yeah, you know, it's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty. You know, whatever. It's normal." When you're but young, I was yeah. seventeen. I yeah. was right. stupid, you know. Right. Um, so whatever. Um, this contest uh, is hard because half of the jury is made by dancers, yeah. and they used this occasion to. To fight with the artistic direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And if the artistic direction like, likes you, the dancer is go- are going to vote against you. Yeah. If they don't like you, they feel like, oh, we should push her because they don't like her. Don't, so we should support her. Yeah. This kind of thing. So. Mentally, how did that make you feel? Like just knowing that everybody signed a paper saying they didn't want you to dance a part, even your friends. Did that really have an impact on you? Make you feel insecure or upset? Or did yeah. it make you, give you a drive to succeed more? No. Um... At the beginning, you have this thing at the beginning, oh, it's fun, I'm successful, but then you get older and older and then it's it's stressful because you know whatever you do, um, those people who, who don't want you to success. So yeah. it's, it's just, I knew I had to be perfect. If I, in this contest, mm-hmm. I had like a little off-point moment, mm-hmm. that was it. They would use it. So are, are there, it's, I'm just so fascinated by this I know, this, this is so interesting. Are there times where it's someone who just like, of course, I would imagine that what you've done with in the, the course of the season would count as something, in someone's head at least. But are there times where it's just a random core person who hasn't danced anything at all and they just get a promotion because... All the time. That's so crazy. All the time I was, I was <laughs> soloist. Like, so oh. that's when I, I mean, that happened all the time, but... 
Also because in December, the contest was always in December. In December, mm -hmm. we have those big ballets. We don't do Nutcracker in, in uh -huh. France. Right. So we had uh, like Thank You. We had uh, maybe once or twice Nutcracker, Swan Lake. And the last contest, I was doing Kitri. Mm -hmm. And and then um, the contest happens. I was working on Kitri at the same time. So I had two solos to do for the for the contest, plus the whole full-length ballet, ballet to do. I was so tired. Mm -hmm. And the the people, the, the other dancer in my promotion in, in the solist part were just doing like maybe Cupid or, mm -hmm. or just mm -hmm. even nothing. In, they were in the core. Mm -hmm. And so they promoted another person as right. they didn't promote me. And this person was, so the day after I was doing Kitri and this person was like in the back of the core yeah. doing nothing. And she was promoted. promoted. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is stupid. Like yeah. she's she's in the back and I'm in front. And mm. even worse, I wasn't even ranked because you can be promoted, but there is also a rank. Uh, mm. So the first one get promoted basically, and then you have the second one, the third one, and it's a little bit of encouragement for the next mm -hmm. sure. season. Right. Um, and me, I was even ranked. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not good enough to be ranked, but I'm good enough to be the principal yeah. tomorrow in front of everybody. So it doesn't make sense, guys. <laughs> I so need to leave. <laughs> when oh. when when Benjamin Millipier was talking you know he was not a fan of the the concours no, no. why because there was a lot of blowback against that this is our mm -hmm. great big tradition no, why crazy. do you think people are so attached to it just um, because of the sake few, of tradition no yeah <laughs> a few reasons uh when you're in the core it's a good thing mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. because you're in the core and you have three um rank in the core in paris Surprise. so you that means you're in the core forever for yeah. minimum four years mm -hmm. the time to um and when you're in the car, you barely put a foot on stage. Yeah. Yeah? And this contest is the occasion for you to do two solos on stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes happens, somebody will like, we didn't know. And he arrives the day or she arrives the day of the contest and she's like, Oh my god, she's good. Mm -hmm. Let's promote her. So for the car is the good is an amazing opportunity. Right. For soloists like me, it's humiliating. Yeah. For me, I, it was an humiliation. I'm like, come on, guys, how many principal parts? You've seen me a hundred times. Yes. Right. And you know me since I'm 16 years old. I've been here. <laughs> you know, oh like, gosh. come on, don't do that to me. And everyone does the same variation, right? There is one. Everyone does the same. Every um, uh, promotion does the same. Right. And you can choose a, a free one. Mm -hmm. um, so the the ch the choice is something. Really yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's just funny because I'm thinking like, what if what if the variation that year is Nakia and you're not that kind of dancer, and it's just like, well, that's what I have to do. Right. Right. No, I mean, that happened all the time. Like the I don't know what's the worst <coughs> solo I had, but I I had some really bad ones. Like this is not for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna but make it my it own. Anyway. But this is <laughs> oh not for me. This is like a long, tall, slow solo when I'm pretty. Right petite and fast mm, and yeah. like oh no okay so but that says a little bit also on who they want to promote also, sure you know that makes sense you know? how do you feel it um affects the atmosphere within the company the, the way the dancers interact with each other do people kind of like i feel like it could become very political where people kind of are like campaigning for themselves trying to is that something that happens that happens that happens yeah uh, I mean, you know, it's a 200 dancers company. It is political. Right. It's like the Bolshoi, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that happens. A month before the contest, it's horrible. Like mm -hmm. people literally, so you have to book a studio to rehearse mm -hmm. with your own coach. Um, and I have been waiting in front of Paris Opera at 5.45 a.m. Mm -hmm. 
when I had a rehearsal, uh, I had to wait to book a studio uh in order to be able to wash to work with my coach on my solos before my rehearsal or before my whole day of normal rehearsal because they don't adjust the the schedule so you have so you even you work late at night um after your shows so i have been working until 1 a.m also um or 5 45 it's it's insane that is insane You know, it's like, it's like it's it's crazy. I've been like, and you know, it's in December, and Paris is, not, you know, it's not California, right? Yeah. Like, like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like miserable waiting outside of Paris because this wasn't open yet. Yeah. And waiting and like being so cold, waiting for for the door to open, and like it was freezing, and then you need to warm up, but you're so cold, you cannot even put your pawn shoes on, and <laughs> f- the work is not good anyway, yeah. but... <laughs> and you got wow. went through all that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we, but it's, it's an amazing thing, but this was oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, That sounds, yeah. yeah. So we talk about um, dis- individual disappointments all the time on our podcast. You know, it's always interesting <laughs> to come to, yeah. you know, people that are now beloved famous dancers and to hear oh well i didn't get into the sab summer program and now i'm a principal dancer at new york city ballet so this was your individual sort of um difficulty that you had to well, work also through. i didn't get into paris opera school when i was young really mm-hmm. oh i tried it i was 12 years old and <laughs> they did um is there is a little bit the same thing on the bolshoi like at the bolshoi you know is like you have a just one uh, leotard and they take your legs up na, na, na. Yeah. so they looked at me and I was skinny and so it was fine and then they asked me the first thing I stayed five minutes they asked me to sit on my heels you know oh to see yeah, the, yeah. like you, to, to down, see if yeah. your if, if your tendons, tendons. Right. yeah and of course I have so short tendons uh. so I just fell on the ground <gasps> oh boom and uh, that like, what happened to me yeah and like, <laughs> thank you and that was it like two minutes and I, wow. we had to take on a train and then a plane and yeah. an hotel with oh my, my mother. Oh. Time off, and it was like two minutes. Oh <laughs> and no. so, how did you react to that at such a young age? Oh, I was young. I was like, oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play tennis. <laughs> so then, how long did it take? Then was it the following year then that you were accepted? That was I was twelve, and then I was also accepted to Marseille. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Pietra Gala at uh-huh. that time. It was the end of Florian Petit, and Pietra was the transition. So I, uh-huh. I did one year in Marseille, and then I went back. Nice. Um, and then your tendons were long enough. Then. And then it was a different audition. It was just a class, so it was oh. fine. So it was like, <laughs> oh, because when you're very young, they just start yeah. looking for only for your body. bodies, yes. turnout feet, yeah. legs. You know, and see, and they should stop pass. doing that because obviously <laughs> that's <laughs> not working for them. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. But so what do you? Yeah. No, uh, so what did you go- take from that experience? Even though it, it feels like it was a something that might, I'm sure at the time was extremely trying, but now that you're on the other side, is there something that you took from it that you feel like you have advice to offer young young students when um, they're going through those tough a times? A few things, but I spent 15 years in the court. Mm. I tried this contest 11 times and I failed 10 times. Um, and yeah, I was for 15 years in the car mm-hmm. and in San Francisco Bay, there was nobody who's been for 15 years in the yeah. car, uh, because they don't stay that long. Mm-hmm. They quit by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we <know>. Um, so <laughs> now I'm principal, but I know what they feel and I, I know this job. I know their job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can relate and I, f- I feel every time I do, um, 
fooling belly like Giselle or we did Onegin, Swan Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spend more time doing the core than the principal because uh-huh. I'm just principal. It's been four years uh-huh. and I had 15 years doing the, the right. last one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know those ballet really deeply mm-hmm. and that gives an extra thing, I think, to my to the way I do those ballets mm-hmm. because I know where this, this one is going to be. I know, I know when they have to cross and it's important for them to be in front. I know when, you know... Like when I did Onegin, I was it was really amazing because I've I've done the core and I've done Olga and then finally mm. I was doing Tatiana, um, but I knew exactly what Olga would do because I did Olga so many yeah. times and it gives to my character more something more true because Tatiana she's the older sister and she has to protect the young sister so she has to know what Olga is gonna do in order to protect her right and I knew and I think this knowledge about being in a car and how frustrated it can be sometimes, how beautiful it can be sometimes. Um, I don't know, give something very special to my principal dancer vision. And it makes you uh-huh. appreciate these moments. Yes, more. also. Yeah. Also, really, Swan Lake is, I don't like Swan Lake. It's hard for me. I, 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 it's not me. Yeah. Uh, I look more than a, like a duck than a swan. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but when I did Swan Lake, I was like, okay, come on. You have been holding the pose for like 15 years and mm-hmm. you were crying because you had cramps and now finally you this one in right. the middle. Yeah. So just, okay, maybe you're not going to be the best one in the world, but just enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So how did it um, come about that you ended up leaving Paris Opera? It was a big deal that you left, right? Because for people to leave after that long period of time yeah. is kind of unheard of, right? Yeah, you don't leave Paris yeah. Opera, buddy. Um, so I le- okay, so I left this beautiful theater and my family and this amazing rep and whatever. But I also left um, a life contract, a life mm-hmm. pension. So after 42 years old, when we stop, you still paid Yeah, all your life. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Um, free healthcare, free education, free blah, 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 you know, friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> like my family, my friends. So I left all that, like literally my parents looked at me and said, I think you're insane. <laughs> right. But we we do respect that. But Mathieu, come on, do you know what you're living for? A one-year contract here uh-huh. and, you know, right, America. Um, yeah, one-year contract must be it's, terrifying. It's terrifying. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Every year I'm like, I hope I'm not fired. So I was like, I'm waiting for the letter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, do you think I did a good job this year? <laughs> oh, please, not going to fire me. Um, I, I, I was good, but... Um, yeah, so I I couldn't, after spending two years in San Francisco Ballet, doing Giselle, Juliette, and again, I knew if I had to go back to Paris, okay, maybe I would have been promoted, but I had I had to go to the contest again. Mm-hmm. So I had no, and people get upset if you leave Paris Opera for even for one or two years. So right. they would have not voted for me again right. because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, she had a star moment in France, in, in US. So now we're going to push her, you know, yeah. right, right. that was a little bit the thing. And I knew if I go back to Paris Opera, I had to be the last in the back in Giselle when I was Giselle here. And I'm 32 years old and I don't know if I could have taken that, you know, I would have been sad. And I was, I don't know, maybe I would have been promoted. I don't know. But I didn't want to take the chance to be sad and frustrating, Mm -hmm. frustrated. You know, there was nothing more 
It's not beautiful a dancer who's not happy. You, no. you can see it on stage, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Absolutely. you only, it's one life to live and it's a yeah. short, it's an especially short one for us. Yeah, it is. It so. goes by fast, so and fast. The, the job's already so difficult when you love it. And mm -hmm. then if you're trying to force something, it just yeah. is so yeah. trying. Isn't it the best, the best time is when the only things you have to worry about are your injuries <laughs> or your, you know, when right. you're not in your head yeah. or yeah. Like yeah. about yeah. having to, all the extra stuff is just so yeah. painful. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious to hear what the adjustment's been like for you going from this really rigorous system that we've been just talking about and then coming here where there it must feel like a whole new freedom in a way. Lawless. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it, it it was hard at the beginning. Yeah. So when I when I arrived here, I didn't speak English at all. Oh, I was really? just gonna ask you that. Like, so it's been four nothing. years. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Nothing. Like not, I could say yes and no, but I could not understand anything. I couldn't even say my name is Mathilde. Like, <laughs> I learned German and Spanish, so uh -huh. I couldn't. Um, but then that probably gave you. Knowing three languages, you have an ear, a musical yeah, ear for it. No. Bit, oh, it was hard. It was yeah, really hard. Yeah. 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 Um. So I arrived here. Um. I mean, I was in principal, so I had to learn a new job, being principal, right? right? I had to learn the new rap because I didn't know any ballet and I didn't speak English. So literally people thought I was dumb because they would tell me, go to the right and I would go to the left. Uh -huh. And I was always in rehearsal. I would not understand what they would tell me and they would tell me something. I would do the opposite and they were like, oh my God, she's dumb. And <laughs> also coming from Paris Opera, they were expecting Sylvie Guillem, uh -huh. which obviously I'm not. And... They were like, oh, she is not really flexible. Oh, she has no Sylvie Guillem feet. You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I'm a different kind of... <laughs> I'll, I'll show you what I'm about. Um, so the three first months were hard. And I'm, I was like, it's okay. It's just, just a year. And then go back to Paris Opera. Anyway, I can always mm. go back. So, um, And then finally we went on stage. And then I had an amazing season. But I had to go on stage. Mm. I had to show what... Right, you could, yeah. you could do. Yeah. What were some of the things you danced in your first season here? Uh, so I did Giselle. Um, da -da -da. What did I do? Uh, I did. Oh, I did the Ratmansky trilogy. I love. Oh, oh, that he's so brilliant. He's amazing. That was my first time working with him. It was a re revelation. Yeah. yeah. Um, never enough. Never enough. No, but Never. that's great. Yeah. Never enough, but in a good way, you know? In yeah. Like, Not in like he's disappointed in it. Just no, that he like, wants to yeah, always Yeah, that's push great. You right. can do that more. And like, oh, yeah. yes, it's true. You're right. Uh, so yeah. no, that, was, that was really amazing. So that must have been a really wonderful thing for you. At least, you know, Giselle, obviously, you hadn't done yet. And then the experience of working with Alexi, who yeah. I think he's the, gen the genius of our sure. time. Yeah. Um, and those are just experiences you wouldn't have gotten to have in no, Paris it's Opera. true. So, or maybe I would, but I don't or, know. Yeah, exactly. You know, I you're don't having know. them now. And, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. There is this expression: you know what you lose, you don't know what you win, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a French thing. Um, and I was just happy here. Um, I in Paris Opera, the principal dancer said the, the fashion, uh -huh. um, kind of. So we all have to look like the principal dancers. And uh, all my all my career, I would do a principal part or the contest, and would tell me, "You have to change this. You have to change that. You didn't get promoted because you need to do that, that, that." And I was like, "Okay, fine, okay, okay, okay." And then I arrived here, and before my first show of Giselle, I was nervous, and Elgi came to me, and Elgi Thomason came to me, and he was like, "Just do what you did in rehearsal. It was great. Um, I'm I hire you because." I like you as a dancer. I like the way you dance. So don't change anything. Don't try to look like anybody else. Like just do 
And wow. then I looked at him and I couldn't process it. I was like, right. so you don't want me to change? Like, are you good with just You like this? me for, as me? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's why you're here. Because I like you. And I was like, oh, okay. And... And that's the image of dancing in America also. It's it's positive. It's mostly positive. Um, another good example is in Paris Opera, I was... So I'm not a big jumper, mm -hmm. but I'm good at pirouettes. Mm -hmm. I would do only jumps. Only the jumps oh. parts. Uh, never any pirouette stuff. And would do the jumps. And mm -hmm. so... What was, is that supposed to help you be better at jumps? Yeah, it was really hard. So I would go on stage and be like, oh, God. Uh, but eventually I got better at jumps. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was frustrating. Right. Mm -hmm. Here, you're good at uh, jumps. You're going to do jumps. only jumps. <laughs> and you're going to be one of the best right. in the world in jumps. But then the rest, uh, you know. Right. In France, they try to make you be a really um, complete dancer, good at everything, who can be frustrated because you have to work on your uh, weakness. Um, here, they they find the good thing you have and they just put it up you yeah. know and and then you're really happy because you do what you like you know yeah. but it's true you can be a little bit incomplete okay she can jump but, you know. <laughs> right um, it's just a different way to see it and i don't say there was one better or the other one i what i say is i'm glad i had my training in france and then moved to america mm -hmm. were you when you decided that you needed to move on from paris opera was it always going to be america you wanted to come to america or did you explore other options I explored other options, but somehow I always had some school ballet in my mind. Um, I like the rep. He's actually really close to Paris Opera Ballet. And I was just super fan of the principal dancer here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like I always follow them on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> and I was like, those dancers are so amazing, really. Mm -hmm. um, so somehow I was like, I was really attracted by it. This company. Yeah. Okay, so that's the end of our big part of our interview, but we like to end with something we call our lightning round. So it's just a few quick questions and you just answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. What is your favorite ballet? Menon. Menon. Uh, what is the role that you'd most like to dance that you haven't yet? Menon. <laughs> <laughs> Elgie, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I can I say this one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um the um, Elu. Uh, in the Rite of Spring uh -huh. of Pina Bausch. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. oh, Beautiful. Be great. Um, name one thing you miss most about France. Cheers. Cheers. I somehow knew you were going to say that. That was easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Not hard at all. Good. And what's your favorite thing about living in San Francisco? Um, that's hard. I like the energy. Mm. Yeah. I like the energy. Um, I mean, the weather is great, of course, but there is... Um, let's do things pretty fast. Mm -hmm. um, and the positive attitude. People are positive and they are healthy and they take care of themselves, which at the beginning pissed me off when I arrived here. <laughs> I was like, can I have a glass of wine? Oh. Uh, what's those green things, juice, they all eat. But it's actually, you know, it's getting nice. into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. That was just such I a delight for us. I mean, that was so great. You're our 10th interview of the day, and it was like our first. It I mean, it just felt like that was that was yeah. that was I'm great. sorry you had to work so hard today. Uh, no, <laughs> it's been wonderful. We've had yeah. a great time. Thank all right, you. We can't wait to see you dance. Thank you for joining us this week. We will be back next Monday with an all new episode. In the meantime, 
subscribe on iTunes so you'll automatically be notified when we publish a new episode. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations on Dance and on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Convo on Dance. See you next week. Thank you for listening.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.